Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. Wyatt Russell as Captain America. Hey, Wyatt, how's it going? Hey, you know what? I'm I'm really excited. I'm I'm just look. I I got so much emotion right now. I just uh, I am so excited to be the next Captain America. I mean, I've been watching these, and I've been man, some big shoes to fill. But I'm excited. I've been working out. I'm I'm ready to go. I can't wait Nobody to put that shield that. in my hand. Yeah. So let's get going. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we just want to make sure that you're prepared for all of this. We love the working out. We love your attitude. It's very gung ho America, which is what we want. And that's great. Um, I just want to just prepare you. You see, uh, some, oh, you don't have to prepare me. I've read all the comic books. Like I, yes, I'm going to be the yes. next Captain America. Man. And I'm excited. We love that we do um but you just gotta know that the marvel fan base they the, the fan base they're uh how do we say they're they're a bit picky um and maybe a little flighty and so just be uh, aware that i mean you're not you know you're not like steve rogers i mean so he's right, uh yeah. since retired uh, but uh-huh. this this new take on captain america could rub some people the wrong way uh so what, like, um like what, what do we what do you mean like rub people the wrong way i'm the next captain america like I, i'm gonna be yeah, in the avengers I'm movies and i'm gonna 
uh, we just feel like some of our test audience, we feel mm, they might hate you. Just, just a thing. Cause it's not, it's not like it's their Captain America. Now we love you. Just don't just know that we love what you're going to bring to the table. It's just, yeah. Um, the Marvel that they can, they can be picky. They can be picky. So just be prepared. Uh, like, you know, social media might say some things mean things. Cause you know, but it's, you know, that's the internet. That's just the internet. They just kind of like that. So just, just be, uh, so I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be hated. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. No. Yes. And scene. There you go. Welcome to Johnny and the Greg folks. So that's, I think Greg, when I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier with you one episode, yeah, we we had this talk where we thought, do you think he knew? Do you think Mister Wyatt Russell knew he wasn't going to be liked? I and we just kind of think that's how the conversation went. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I at the point of it, you're like, as a comic nerd, I mean, and knowing his character, the U.S. Asian character, and everything yeah. else, you're like, well, people aren't going to like him. And the, no, I mean. No. <laughs> no. no, the I, I think he went in there <laughs> excited to be the next Captain America, wondering how Marvel was going to take it. But I think if he did any type of research, he realized that right. John Walker rubs people the wrong way. And he, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking on IMDb here because I usually try to have it up when we're, when we're recording. Thing. And I mean, even one of their top stories is is why Russell defending his role as Captain America. And, and that's what I kind of wanted to get with. So go ahead, finish what you were saying there. That's I mean, what I, I wanted to talk about. I just saw it come across the screen. I haven't watched it, but it's a four minute video of him, like defending his take on Captain America. Okay. And Anybody? So somebody must have told him, I mean, somebody must have said, okay, we're going to prepare you for this. Yeah. I, guys, listen, if you don't like John Walker, then Wyatt's doing his job. All right. Somebody has to play an asshole. Somebody has to play the jerk. Um, Marvel's getting into this era where Loki's being liked. There was an hour long release, the Zemo cut where he's dancing. Oh, Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Marvel <laughs> released that. I mean, people are starting to love Zemo. They're starting, they love, they've already loved Loki. Um, Thanos was considered a, a really cool bad guy. Um, yeah. and you know, poor Wyatt. So here's the thing. <laughs> Wyatt got hate mail. He's getting genuine hate mail. And for the guys that are ladies or whoever you Marvel guys are that are this upset at Wyatt for trying to be Steve Rogers. He's not, he's being John Walker and yeah. he's doing a good job because you don't like him. But don't hate the actor, hate the character. Well, and I look at it. I'm like, do you think Marvel didn't have a plan? I mean, the way they're writing him, the way they're, I mean, it's in line with the character. And like they knew that people were just going to hate White Russell for this. So you take a look at it, you're like, man, I mean, it's going to, I hope it pans out for him and gets some more roles and he gets maybe. I mean, redemption, you, kind of maybe. Well, and U.S. agent in general, it is a 
it can be a cool character. I mean, I've read a couple things with him, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty. He's me. He is a super soldier. He is highly trained. He becomes <clears throat> almost like Black Ops Captain America. Yeah, in certain He's, takes, he does the stuff that basically Steve. I don't know if Steve would or would. Well, he definitely wouldn't have crushed that dude. Right. Well, and that's spoiler scene for episode four, I believe it is. Like he kills somebody. Yeah. Sorry. But it's not that Steve would kill somebody, but his moral compass takes over. I mean, even just like the scene, if the scene in uh, Winter Soldier, uh, the opening scene where he's taking out that ship. Yes. And going after Batrock. If he would have known, like, the entire mission, what that was, he'd, he'd have a moral issue with it. Yeah. And John Walker doesn't have that issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I, the reason we start, started this whole fo- thing, folks, is I just, I think it's ridiculous when an actor gets death threats. I mean, come right. on. The guy is just trying to earn a paycheck. He got into Marvel. Right. Um. I, I really don't think him getting into Marvel, I don't really don't think that he expected this type of um disgust and hate for him. Yeah. I really don't. Um it's it's interesting. I mean, people talk about toxic fandom. And yeah. I actually heard a uh somebody talk about it the other day. They're like, stop calling it fandom. Cause it's not. I mean, is it toxic? Yeah, but these people are like you, you shouldn't even call them fans because right. it's. True. I mean, it, in the same way that a stalker would go after someone that they purportedly loved so much that they need to, you know, wear their skin or something like that. That's not. That's not a fan. That's psychotic. Yeah, very true. Very true. <clears throat> so the Greg had a birthday last week for all the all of I those did. people that decided to uh, send out wishes to him. Thank you for that. Uh, how was it? Where'd you go? I heard Good. you got like high class. You went to a high class restaurant. I did. I, I, there's a place in uh, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, which is uh, around my stopping grounds. Um, it's called Coco's. Okay. Coco's Steakhouse. It's casually fine dining. I saw people uh, wearing full-on suits and evening gowns, and I saw a dude walking in in sweats, a hoodie, and a packer hat, and <laughs> it was... <laughs> and I was not that guy. We were we were in between. Um <clears throat> but it's, uh, it was, I don't know if it was the most expensive meal I've ever had. But... Hang on one second. One second. I don't, when you said that one guy that came in in sweatpants and a hoodie yeah. and a packer hat, my first thought in my head was that's so Wisconsin. And then that drew me to, do you remember the Incredibles two, where she's being introduced to other superheroes? Elastigirl yeah. is. Yeah. And she meets brick. And she goes, right. where are you from? He goes, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I yeah, thought to myself, little bit. do you take that as like a, hey, man. Like, I did at the time, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> me too. When I, I, I went, wait a minute, what? Yeah, you know, it's like, I, I didn't like, what, do you, what did you mean by that? Like, what, do you, what is that supposed to mean? We have doctors and lawyers and everything else. <laughs> but I, honestly, I get the same way anybody picks on the South. I mean, people pick on the South or... You know, them being idiots or something like that. I'm like, um, no, they have plenty of smart people in the South. And they, those, some of those smart people talk with really Southern drawls and it's just, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I, you know, not to not to take away from your steakhouse because I do want to hear about this because I've never heard of this meat that you you've had. But mm-hmm. I was watching. It's on Disney Plus. It's called Marvel Six One Six. Okay. Yeah. And it's I think it's like eight episodes of like one of them's about the Japanese Spider-Man and how they had to kind of reconfigure Spider-Man to oh, make the it TV fit. Show? Yeah, to make it fit oh, into gosh. the Japanese yeah. world. It's really interesting. But the yeah. second one I heard of, or the second one I watched, was like the the women that went into Marvel, like as artists and writers and editors. Oh, okay. And one leading editor now who is basically who is basically Kamala Khan. That's Kamala Khan is based off this girl's life. Oh, all right. Okay. It's a really, you should watch it. I encourage you to watch it. Yeah. Um, but what she said was when she, when nine 11 hit and I think she was like a, she was like a, in high school, right? She was in high school, American kid doing her thing. She just happened to be a Muslim. Some guy walked up to her and said, Hey, can you tell your people to stop bombing our people? Oh my. Right? Think about that. You're like a freshman in high school. You're like, what? My, what are you talking about? Right? And so she says, that's when I realized that there's a definite divide here in this world. Mm -hmm. Like there's a definite misunderstanding. And it just, it it, it goes as simple as making, now look, I'm not waving uh, any type of flag saying, hey, we shouldn't pick on Wisconsin. Like, I get it. It, I, I get it. Like it's, it's a funny joke, but it it starts at a funny little joke like that. And it goes like, and it goes all the way to what this editor from Marvel like had to deal with. And Kamala Khan is a big part of basically her growing up Mm -hmm. with, with that type of people looking at other people and instantly judging. I mean, we're dealing with the Asian thing right now. You know, not that we're, I'm sorry, not that we're just dealing with it now. We've always dealt with it, but it's, it's kind of it's, yeah, it's really coming to light. I mean, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. So it's a tough transition to go from there, Greg. But let's get back to uh, <laughs> okay. Let's get back to let's um, get back to that steak. Yeah, yeah. So we went to that steakhouse, and uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, it, like I said, it, it's probably. Um, I don't know if it's the most expensive meal I've ever had, but it's one of those things where I was looking at the, I was looking at the menu and I just started laughing a little bit and people are like, what are you, what are you giggling about over there? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, because everything's broken out and I'm like, I'm about to pay $10 for a starter salad. (laughs) I mean, just kind of like one of those. And I know for some people they're like 10 bucks isn't that bad. I mean, it's just, it's all a matter of scale. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, so if you don't mind me asking, how much was the steak? Uh, What's the steak? The, 60. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what did you get? I got, <clears throat> it was, uh, and it's listed as, it's by Snake River Farms, which because of, I, I do a lot of smoking and stuff like that, and I'm on some message boards, a lot of people talk about Snake River Farms is like, oh my gosh, they have their the best. Meat? You mean their yeah, meat? The main, okay. Yeah, their, their meat products, yeah. And I got a, a Wagyu, uh, a 10-ounce Wagyu from Snake River Farms, Wagyu steak. And Wagyu, Wagyu beef, right? Wagyu beef, yep. And that's, okay. it's, 
Okay, I, hang on, I hang on. Was thought, it American Wagyu or Japanese Wagyu? It was American, yeah. It wasn't okay. Japanese. I, I knew that much. Yeah, Japanese Wagyu, if you get that. it's. I've heard of people that, uh, for just like a strip, like like a two-ounce strip, like they just cut it off, and they do it on a hot plate of Japanese Wagyu. That was like $240 or something like that. That's what a guy told me. I was like, $240. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I don't know what... I heard a comedian, um, I think it was uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, was talking about it one time, about uh, Wagyu beef and how it's massaged daily and, and fed, like, sake or something like that. I mean, I was like, really? That's what they do? But wait a minute, wait, anyway. wait, wait, hang on, wait, wait, wait. They massage <clears throat> the meat or they massage the cow? The cow. Oh, okay. Like, they have, the cow lives in a salon, like, and it's, treated very well to just before make it's murdered. Uh, yeah before before we eat it um but i had i mean and i'll post a picture on our on our instagram so people can see it because yeah i was that guy i'm like i gotta take a picture of this because this is not an everyday occurrence right um it was the best steak i've ever had yeah yeah oh yeah uh, seasoned well and all that jazz yeah they i mean did you walk out thinking to yourself it. That wasn't worth sixty bucks. No, I didn't. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was worth every penny. Good, um, good. I think everybody out there, if you're holding on to your pennies, I understand during this time. But when yeah. you have those moments, you got to go experience them. You got to do it. Yeah. By and, the way, we were there with with two other couples. Um, yeah. Some of our best friends, and and it was it was just one of those nights that everything clicked. I mean, the the cocktails were great. The uh, the food was great. And then we went out and uh, there was some live music happening a couple venues down and we listened to that. It was just, it was a great night. Very cool. Okay. So guys, just so you guys know here, uh, what is so special about Wagyu beef? Not only does Wagyu beef have higher levels of intramuscular fat or marbling, but Mm -hmm. the meat texture is finer, resulting in more flavorsome eating experience. A super beef of sorts. Wagyu is known for its marbled appearance and for being so tender it actually melts in your mouth. Greg, did it actually melt in your mouth? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, it did. That's fantastic. <clears throat> and I had, I mean, I, I grew up in a house where dad, bless his soul, um, he gets all steak well done. No. Like, like charred <laughs> and to the point now. And I was that way for a while because when you grew up like that, you're like, oh, that's the correct way to eat steak. And yeah. then when you find out it's not. Yes. That's <laughs> almost criminal. Oh, and dad, dad would, honestly, dad chars everything, chars his steak, and then covers it in ketchup. And I just thought that was what you did. <laughs> and it's like, nope, nope. So. You remember the first time you were introduced to A1 steak sauce? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. And I remember it, the first time I, I asked for A1 steak sauce in a in steakhouse. A, I'm sorry. My dog's humping my pillow. Hey, <laughs> I'm serious. That's All like right. he's never pulled that shit before. I'm sorry. He's not. He's just using it as a pillow to lay on. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry, that folks. Down on okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I just the look on your face was great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Um. what were we talking about? You ordered... Ketchup oh, or A1 something steak like sauce. Yeah, yeah, I ordered steak sauce at a fine dining 
steakhouse and I was told like kicked under the table by Ursula. Oh, she was like sure. she was like, No, 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 no. The meat should be good without the steak sauce. Yes. I'm like, really? She's like, Yes, you don't need it. I'm like, Are you sure? Because I grew up like you. Yeah. Like yep. you fry that thing or you 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 charcoal that thing on the grill mm-hmm. because then then you know it's done. Yeah. And there's you know. no microbes in it, anything yes, like that. Exactly. All that stuff. And um damn if she's right, you know. Yeah. So. Well, that's this Coco's has a signature steak sauce that they make in house. Mm-hmm. And and they had a list. You could get a lot of different sauces, stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, she's asking me what kind of sauce do I want? I'm like, it's on the side, right? She's like, definitely. It's on the side. I'm like, okay, I will get it to try it. And mm-hmm. and I did. I, I I ate probably half of my steak before I was like, okay, now I'm going to try the steak sauce just to see. And it was phenomenal steak sauce. Um, so I, you know, I, I drizzled it a little bit on my baked potato and that was, that was, the, you know the what the problem is with this now? Hey, how was the baked potato? Was the baked potato just a regular baked potato or was it, it kind of like, was, oh it was kind of, okay. no, no, no. It was kind of just, they, I mean, they cut it open and they kind of, they scored it, stuffed it with cheese, baked it. And then they put like the yeah. sour cream and the, and the bacon on and stuff like that. And it was good, but it was the only thing that I had that night. And like the Caesar salad was phenomenal too, the starter. Um, I had a buddy of mine let me try his scallops. I've never had scallops before. No? Yeah. Don't know if I do it again. I, I wasn't, they were kind of squishy in texture. I don't, I'm not, I don't do squishy. Yeah, they, they are. They're, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But the, uh, you do squishy. No, I don't. No, You're no, a fan of gummy bears. You do it then. No, they were, it was squishier than that. Um, but the, what was I saying? You were talking about the uh, baked potato. Oh yeah. It was, it was the only thing that I'm like, I can make that at home. I mean, when you look at what okay. they did, I mean, there wasn't anything super special about baked potato. Okay. So here's my question. I, it's kind of like twofold. So don't answer both of them yet. Just remember both of them. Mm-hmm. First one. Are you now going to try and um, create that at home? All right, that's question one. Okay. And number two, the problem with going and having a steak like that is mm-hmm. you will never have anything right. better than that. Yep. Um, creating that at home, I I'm not gonna order my own wagyu beef at any point at how least that, how much do you think that would go for i don't i mean you can look up snake river farms and and check i'll do it, I'll do it. <clears throat> so i mean i'm not that's not I, I won't do that right away but i know people that do like their briskets and stuff like that and they're like i gotta i know one guy uh he i don't know him he posted on the uh, meat church uh facebook page he just bought a smoker. It was his very first brisket, and he got a Snake River Farms brisket for his first one ever. Okay. And, and everybody was like, ooh, you might want to might want to go to Costco and, like, dial in, like, get a couple of briskets and dial in your, your brisket game before you make a Snake River Farms. All right. The, so, so yeah. far, the prices don't seem <clears throat> that out of... That out of space? A okay. ribeye fillet, American Wagyu black grade ribeye fillet is thirty four dollars. Okay, I don't know how many ounces that is though. Did it say, did it say ten ounces? No, no ounces but, not on there. No, but 
It's not. It, what all I'm saying is, it doesn't seem like it's really out of the realm of buying. Yeah, probably you know, not. I, I might have to order one of these. And but here's the thing: you don't want to get that. Right, comes to your house and you fuck it up. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. definitely don't want that. I, I mean, I have no idea how they made it. I I think there must have been a cast iron pan involved at some point because the crust on it was just. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And it was just enough, like. And I, I got mine medium. Fry, I got mine medium rare. Um, Good man. So it was a crust, and then yeah, on that on the very center, I would say that it was it was rare. I mean, Good. at the very center. Yeah. Um, so that's what makes me think it, there was some cast iron involved. So it probably was, you know, for them. I'm guessing, it, and I don't know how this works, so I could be way off, but. $25 to purchase that thing or maybe 34 and then they yeah. paid and then they upcharged it to prepare it because you got to know what you're doing. You know, and talking about it now, I mean, the chef was very personal walking around talking to people and he, he seemed, he's one of the chefs. He comes out, he's got like forearm tattoos and stuff like that. I yeah. mean, he seemed like a pretty judging by his demeanor and then seemed like a cool guy. Um, I should maybe ask if he wants to come on. We can talk restaurant kind of things. You know what? I would love to <clears throat> have, yeah. Talk to a chef. And it was the same. I had gone to, yeah. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not going to say I had been there before because I hadn't, but the whole town like did an event back in February, one of these dead of winter, you know, celebration kind of things, mostly outdoors. But they, a lot of the bars involved did a Bloody Mary tasting. Um, and I signed up for that and they had a Bloody Mary. So he's out front in like this table as you stand in line and you know, it was distance and everything else, but um, he had candied bacon, he had a jalapeno popper and he had his bloody Mary. And as you walked up, he's telling you everything he did to make this stuff. Like he's on a cooking show. And I was, I mean, but he's, you know, nothing discernible about him. You know what his look said chef at that point, yeah, cause he's yeah. in like a winter jacket and a hat. Like, not a chef's hat, just like a stocking hat. Right, yeah. And I was like, dude, you sound like a chef. He's like, oh, I am. I'm the chef. I work here. And he's like, I'm the head chef here. I was like, oh, God. And, and to me, that's like a respected level position. Absolutely. So, but, so I was like, oh, chef, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And he's Absolutely. like, oh, dude, we're, we're cool. You know, but the one yeah. thing I, I would love to ask a chef, is it is, is it really, because I when I first moved down to Illinois, I got a job as a waiter. And for anybody that was... I waited on them. I'm so sorry. I sucked and I did not care. And I was, I'll be honest, I was intimidating because in the back there was yelling and it yeah. was getting shit done quickly. And it was, and I've, I've always, I've always known that that's not my environment. Like yeah. I like to cook, but don't yell at me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, the whole like, hey, I need this steak now. Give me a time, two minutes. Nope, I need it now. Like, well, what do you want me to do? Throw on a piece of, you know, a piece of raw meat. I've never understood that that right. world. But, yeah, I mean, just the we talked about this, like the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, you know that. I know a lot of, of that environment. A lot of that's TV, but when you talk to people that have trained in high end kitchens, so they're like, mm, it's not too far off the mark. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. getting absolutely chewed out daily because yeah. you want to work this one restaurant and learn. Um, yeah, 
I don't know. But I mean, when they say learning under fire, that's yeah. without a doubt. That's learning yeah. under fire. Speaking of Mr. Ramsey, I would like to try his famous dish. His um, What's his famous dish? God, I don't know. God, I'm drawing a blank now, and people are probably yelling through the podcast at us about it. Um, uh, beef, beef Wellington. Oh, really? That's his yeah. famous thing? I guess huh. he does it like his costs $100. Like if you want his Beef Wellington, it's like okay. $100. Um, is there anything that you, from any chef or anything that you're like, man, I would like, I, I'd like to try that. Oh, um, how much is this beef Wellington? Let me see if I'm right. I, the things that stick out to me are like barbecue places down in Texas that I want to go. Franklin's. I mean, I want I've never been to Franklin's barbecue. Um, and there's a place called snow's. That was featured on a Netflix series, actually. But uh, Snow's had won top barbecue in Texas, um, like, so many years running. They took the title away from Franklin, actually, I believe. Really? And, yeah. And it's this it's this woman. I think her name is Tootsie. And she's 70s or 80s. And she's been doing barbecue forever. And just, like, recently, like, within the past 10 years, got discovered. And went into went in to make barbecue at this place called Snow's, which is outside of Austin, I think by an hour, maybe two hours. And uh yeah, it's just supposed it's to really be phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Like it's one of those it, it was almost like a roadside attraction and then it got so popular that they made it like like an event kind of thing. As you're waiting, there's stuff going on, they'll have live music, you have a couple beers, stuff like that. Uh, but, All uh, right. So Gordon Ramsey's steak menu. Lobster Wellington. Lobster Wellington is $70, obviously, because it's a lobster. Yeah. Roasted beef Wellington ranges from $57 to $101. So that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. But then underneath, Google had, uh, what is Gordon Ramsay's most expensive dish? Yeah. So I had to hit it. The title of most expensive pizza on earth was for some time held by celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay, who's 2000 Beast what? of a pie was topped with mountains, with a mountain of North Sea lobster. I don't like lobster. Really? You're not you a fan of that? Do you like no. crab or do you like any seafood? <clears throat> I do. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had different types of fish that I've really liked. Um, I've had. I like crab. Like, no, yeah, I like crab. I like shrimp. So why don't you like lobster? I don't know. I mean, no. I've tried it so many different times. Not um, even lobster mac and cheese? No. No? No, I don't do the lobster mac. I've done, I mean, I remember being a kid, and, and it was a big deal that, like, we went to Red Lobster. And it was, yeah, because it was a big deal. I mean, we didn't, again, kind of like this other Look, place. I'm going to be honest, it's a big deal when I go now. I, I love know, that fucking place. I, for some, for some, I mean, I've been there before. I'm like, it's fast food fast-ish food seafood yes but, absolutely it's not the um, best place to go for seafood but there's something about it man i don't know well, if it's I'll, the sugar they like add or shrimp you know when they do shrimp fest and it's, yeah just keep it coming yeah. um but i remember like mom and dad took me out i think it was like it was their anniversary but they couldn't find anybody to watch my brother and i so they're like okay let's yeah. just bring the kids yeah. and uh we're sitting at red lobster i'm like can i get like a lobster like the plate where you gotta crack it and everything else oh god that's too much work 
but they're like, yeah, I guess I didn't know the amount of work because in the commercials it's just like, and you see yeah. it. I was like, this oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So then they bring it out, and I take, I don't know, three or four bites of it, and I'm like, I don't like this. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, I knew my parents were spending for us a lot of money on me to get this like lobster. My brother got one too. He loved it. He was getting after it, and I was just like. My mom eventually, she's like, you're not, I mean, because I ate ever, around it, I ate everything else. And mom's like, you're not eating any more of your lobster? I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, don't you like it? I'm like, no. And so it was fine. Mom and dad, you know, they're like, well, that's not going to waste. I'm like, no, please. Oh, take of course it. not. Yeah. Um, but even, and then I grew up and I was an adult and we were at, we were at the cottage, that place that I took you a couple times, you and our Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, mom and dad are like, we got lobster tails. And I'm like, oh, cool. I haven't had lobster since I didn't eat it when we went to Red Lobster. And she's like, yeah, it's, she's like, this will be better. This will be better. Okay. No, not your thing. Huh? And I sat down and it, it was a giant fish boil. Like, so the fish was great. The potatoes are great. And I get to the lobster tail and I'm like, mm. and I'm like, well, maybe I just need more butter on it. So I'm like just drowning this thing. That didn't work either? No. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. mom. I'm like, I, I'm like mom, you want my, What's left of my lobster tail? She's like, you don't like it? I'm like, evidently not. I said, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just the weird one. But Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anybody out there listening to us that like is, you guys got to try this. You guys got to try that. You guys got to. Greg is pretty open to trying anything once, right? Oh, yeah. Food Absolutely. Wise? Yeah. Sure. So let us know. We would love to uh, check it out. Or if there's any of those hidden gems in the. Northern Illinois. Where are you? Or like, what's what's Watertown considered? Uh, well, southeast Wisconsin. Okay, or the southeast Wisconsin. If well, there's any of those little cool little places out there that yep. we should go check out, please let us know. We love that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, hey man, um, I sent something to you last week. But from what we talked about offline, you were probably a little more busy nowadays. So I don't know if you got to it. Did you check out that little, I think it was like a five, six minute thing about the X-Men? Yes. Yes, I okay. did. Okay. Be- because you, you specifically about? said, I think I want to talk about this. I'm like, yeah. Matter, make sure and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, first off, I didn't know this was the new direction of the X-Men. I'm about three years behind. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and they've been... And I, 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 I watch videos like that just to try to keep up on mm-hmm. the X-Men. And this is the X-Men we're talking about strictly in the comic world, the six yeah. Yes. And <clears throat> it is, they're trying to make it where you can just start reading. Like yeah. you can, but they've done so much in terms of like, is it, is it this is it this version of the X-Men? Is it this version? Like looking at different characters. I mean, it is still so convoluted that I, I don't think I could just jump in and read the X-Men now. Do you know what I, I think you're turning into? And it's not, no, it's nobody's fault. It's not a bad thing. I'm just, I'm an old, I'm an old nerd and I've seen too much. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's, it, I think it's almost, I don't even think you think of this in your head like it that I think it's just it feels like it's an assault on what made you happy as a child. 
I I understand growth. I understand change. I understand. Of course but, you do. Yeah. I mean, they've they've. I mean, with the X Men, you you take it back to what it was, and and the video did a great job of like, hey, the original X Men story was actually an allegory for the civil rights movement because yes. the mutants were fighting for the rights, <laughs> and that's what uh, Kirby and Lee wanted to create, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Like at its base, that is base. Yeah. That's yeah. That's and I read the original, not the original, but I mean, I remember reading. It was, Claremont. It was called yeah Claremont. It was called X Men Classics, which were reprints of the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. I remember that. and yeah. and reading all those classic storylines, and it flowed together. It was good, and even when Jim Lee uh, rebooted the series, yeah, uh, sometime in the nineties. Um, yes. and it was one of those mega, we've got six different covers. They came yeah. in poly bags, you know, you did, did that. And I was into that for a while too, but that was also written by Chris Claremont, who is wordy as fuck. So like all the great Jim Lee art was just getting covered up with these gigantic word balloons of uh. Chris Claremont. Um, but it was, it was good. It was fine. And I, I followed that for a while and I think I fell off. I have all like the age of Ultron trades that they did. Wait, Ultron or Apocalypse? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Age of Apocalypse. And there's so much in there. And I'm like, it was the first time I think as a comic fan, I felt bogged down. Okay. Like, Like trying to follow that entire line through all the different X books. And I was like, wow. I had like buyer's fatigue. I did it. Um, yeah, to that can happen. I think they're doing that with something like the King of Black right now or something like that, where it stretches across so many oh, different yeah. titles that you don't know where to look and you don't know where to start and you don't know where to <clears throat> how to keep up with it. So right. I, I get that. I'm just talking about the idea, taking that idea. I think that is the best way to introduce the X-Men into this Marvel universe because Greg, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't know who the X-Men are from the other movies. Can you describe what the idea is so the people... Yeah, sorry, yes. So the idea is, and I I think it's creative, and I get excited about this stuff, so that's why we're talking about it. Um, Maura McTaggart. Mm -hmm. Moira? Moira? Moira. Moira McTaggart. Now, in old... In old... um, In all the previous X-Men things since 2019 okay Mm -hmm. she was just a regular human who kind of made it her life to study mutants Mm -hmm. and so her and charles would either have an on again off again real romance whatever correct come to find out though what she's always had was a mutant power of regeneration and i think this is one of the coolest and at the same time maddening powers you can probably have right she okay when she dies, she gets reincarnated. So it's almost like for her, it's like Groundhog Day. She goes all the way back to the womb and starts right. again, but she has every memory of her past life. Previous okay. Life. So she doesn't go back in time to like medieval days or anything like that. She goes back to her lifetime of when she was born. So her, mm-hmm. it's her same birth date. It's the same, it's the same way she was probably raised. She's just fully aware at the age of one. <laughs> Yeah. While she's getting changed, like shit, like hurry this up. Like yeah. I got stuff to accomplish, but anyway, right. so by the time she's gone through about, I think it's 10 lives. 
mm-hmm. and each life ends up with the mutant race losing. Right. So getting wiped out. So all those different story arcs in in the X Men, Age of Ultron, uh, Extinction Agenda. I mean, all those all those big giant crossovers that have happened. Yes. They're saying is Moira McTaggart, like she's just doing, she's doing things differently, but it all comes back to trying to avoid, uh, the, the Claremont storyline of days of future past where, where the Sentinels have wiped out the entire mutant race. Correct. And like in the mean, in the process of wiping them out, like mankind is pretty much enslaved to a machine. Correct. It's basically the machines taken over. Yeah. All right. And she's she's constantly trying to fight that future and she's right. losing every time. Yeah. So she's gone to Xavier to do the peaceful way. When that didn't work, she went to Magneto to do the we're just taking over and there's nothing you can do about it way. Yep. Then she went to I think she was the wife of Apocalypse and said strongest of the fittest, let's go this way. It all ends up to being dead. Yeah. So this time she meets up with him with Charles Xavier and she says, Charles, basically read my mind. And he reads the last 10 lifetimes she's lived. Mm-hmm. So he's seen everything and he realizes, holy shit, my way doesn't work. Nobody's way doesn't work. Maybe yeah, the only way, way doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe the only way we can get this to work is if we all work together. Right. Which so, I think is a, it's a brave way to set this thing forward. Right. So, so what they got, do is, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so then you got the mutant race banning, like, Apocalypse, Magneto, Charles Xavier. Um, Mr. They, Sinister. Yeah, Mr. Sinister. They all make this, like, mutant council. Yes. Like a ruling council to try to figure out the best way to move forward. They live on this, they live on this island called Kuroko, Krakoa, Krakoa. yeah. Okay. Now, this is a living island. It, it's an actual mutant. It's, uh, and they provide these flowers that gives you transportation, like teleportation to different places. Um, it provides drugs for humankind so that they have kind of like a, Hey, if you do this, we'll take all this away type of thing. So basically what they're doing is they're creating an entire culture, an entire length, a different language, a different, um, everything happens. Like you, if a mutant does a crime. Mm-hmm. they come and get that mutant and they hold jurisdiction. So that mutant has basically, what's that thing that diplomatic immunity? Yes. Yes. And I just thought that's probably the freshest, best way you could introduce that now. Do you think it would work? I'm, or, I'm sorry. No, are you, are you talking about... about for the MCU to introduce them into the MCU. And I remember you telling me that the people never buy because Charles needs to be in a chair and Magneto needs to be the bad guy. Right. Um, first off, we don't know if Magneto is eventually going to be a bad guy and we don't know if Apocalypse is going to go his own way and all that. You right. know what I mean? But this kind of turns into this Game of Thrones stabbing each other in the back, you know, making mm-hmm. uh, chess pieces move back and forth. Um. I don't know if I'm caught up with the freshness of it that got got me excited, but I thought because it this is who I am, guys. It, it it always made me wonder how are they going to introduce the mutants? How are they going to introduce that yeah. now into the MCU? How is that going to happen? And how are they going to introduce the Fantastic Four? Well, Not that this solves the Fantastic Four problem, but 
Right. This could solve without a doubt the mutant problem. It, they could even incorporate could. the other movies. And here here's here's the rub and it has nothing to do with any kind of story elements. It has nothing to do with the previous X-Men films. Uh, well, I guess it kind of does. <coughs> Excuse me. It comes down to contracts and property rights because I believe while, while Sony has given up certain rights back to Disney, Sony still owns the rights to the word mutants. No, they don't. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because Sony's with the Spider-Man universe, they are not with the uh, uh, 20th Century Fox. 20th Century Fox had the mutants. Oh, then is Fox still, maybe it's Fox that still owns the right to mutants then? It doesn't matter if they own it, Disney owns them. Oh, that's right, they do. Yeah, so that's all gone. Okay. Yeah, well, the only was... thing that's tricky is Spider-Man and the Hulk. The Hulk yeah. can't be in a... Standalone he cannot, movie? yeah, he cannot be in a standalone movie. That's not... yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> okay, because I know that was kind of a blocker for a while, is they couldn't use yes because, right. and that's where it looked like they were doing the um, inhuman thing. The inhumans, yeah, like yeah. it was going to you were an inhuman, you weren't a mutant. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know, I don't know how you bring them in. I really thought, and I still think, like the whole multiverse thing is going to be their entrance into the MCU. And very well could. I mean, with Doctor Strange, with Wanda, what they could open up. Right. You know, I heard, I just read a headline, and it's from a pretty reliable source, that uh, Marvel was talking with Sam Raimi and um, Tobey Maguire to do another Spider-Man film. I hate that idea. <laughs> I do. I don't think, I don't, and I'm with your daughter on this. I don't. I Tom yeah. Holland's Spider Man. I'm I'm not fond of it. Depending on how it works out, if they wanted to do like an aged Spider Man, almost like a like a Dark Knight Returns type Spider Man, um, maybe. But I mean, Sam Raimi is very touch and go on a lot of his films for me. Yeah, I um, agree with you. So we'll see. Yeah. I when I heard Sam Raimi's doing Doctor Strange two, <clears throat> I wasn't happy about that. Yeah, did you know that or no? I didn't. Okay. Yeah, because Doctor Strange, um, I've always he was always in my my peripheral vision as a comic book fan, but I never got into his stuff. As soon mm -hmm. as I saw this movie, I I, I dug that character. I liked yeah. it, and I liked I loved him in Infinity War. <laughs> um, and I and I was excited to see. I was hoping he'd be there for Wandavision, and um, I just don't want them to screw him up, because I know they originally had the plan for Black Panther to be the the new leader of everything going forward, and then he passed away. Right. So I think they're giving it to either Doctor Strange or maybe this is going to be how Spider Man grows into the role. I don't know, but. You know, like you said too, like it could be Reed. Reed just takes over. Yeah. I, everybody's looking to see who's going to replace Tony. Iron Man for yeah. that, that lead. And I wonder if we're looking at it the wrong way. Or the big three. Yeah. Yeah. Like who's, Thor's still Thor. 
Right. But who's going to be the other Avengers leaders, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And okay, and so how are we looking at it the wrong way? That's interesting. Well, I, I think I mean if we're if we're really looking to like who's gonna head or you know, who's gonna lead the MCU, I don't know if we're looking at it the right way. I mean I think you take it back to making individual movies. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you bring it together. I mean, they could do, they could very do you bring it together. Cause maybe you're right. Maybe we're looking at this wrong. I don't maybe know. there's I... never going to be what they did for the first 20 movies. Maybe that's never going to happen again. It might not. I mean, and that's, that's what I've been kind of, I mean, everybody's like, well, how are they going to bring in the fantastic four? How do you know this? I'm like, maybe they just make a fantastic four movie and say, you know, and it doesn't even have to be another big origin story. It can just be, Oh, because there was talk of uh, when Tony sold Avengers Tower. Like yeah, that people, it was going to be people a were, Yeah, people were alluding to that was the Fantastic Four buying it. Fine, just pick it up there. <laughs> I mean, just like, oh, yep. You could, but what I would do, I think the best way to do that is the Fantastic Four were already there. They did some experiment, and they've been missing. Sure. I mean, all of a sudden, now they reappear. Because like, of like, the snap or because of whatever Wanda does or that. I mean, that's a way you can get them. But then yeah. that, now you're dealing with a guy named Dr. Doom that no one's ever heard of until now. I think you make, uh, oop. no, I can hear you. You're good. Now I cannot. There, there we go. go. I don't, I think you make Dr. Doom like, his kingdom somehow annexed what's left of Sokovia. So Latveria has taken yeah. over, you know, Sokovia. The, they're the saviors of Sokovia and that they helped to rebuild and make, make them part of now what is Latveria and Latveria is like the new Wakanda. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're offering these technological advances due to their great ruler, Victor, and then you get into the idea that Victor is, he's tech, he's technology and he's magic. Yeah. So then, I mean, that's how you can bring him in with the Doctor Strange stuff too. But right. yeah, um, yeah. I, I, again, everybody, it's all speculation. It's everybody's trying to figure out, well, how are they going to introduce this character? How are they going to introduce this yeah, character? I've like, heard just act, make him a character. I, I mean, let, let's just be like, hey, here's a guy from Canada. He's got knives in his hands yeah yeah i i think and i think that's the problem i think you're right i think i overthink it i think i know i'm not the only one that overthinks this i think a lot of people are expecting it to go a certain way simply because we've been trained to look at it only one way in a sense we're not looking at it like you said we're looking at it we're not looking at it from like it just seems to me right now they're introducing supernatural then they're showing you ground level of what's going on on the ground, ground mm-hmm. level with the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, what what governments kind of are dealing with right now. Right. Um, and I think they're going to go into time, you know, with yeah. Loki. And I think you're right. Maybe they're just telling stories right now, and the ones that every story does not need to necessarily connect to the next event. Mm-hmm. Correct. It can just yeah. be a story. So I think, um, 
I think that's the way it's going to go. I think it's the way it has to go. I mean, they're talking about Secret Invasion being the big thing, but it's a Disney Plus episode, so it wouldn't right. be a big thing. And they're going to go the way that makes them the most money. I mean, that's that's the other piece that a lot oh, of here's the cynic. Here's yeah, the cynic. It, it's not cynic. It's just reality. I mean, Disney's going to be like, how can we get the most bang for our buck? I saw. I thought no, I don't a... think. Okay, yes, you are. <laughs> I think there's a certain group in Disney that thinks that way. But then there's the guys that have their asses on the line in terms of reputation, like a Kevin Feige, who realizes his this empire he built. Right. Yeah, and, and he's going to sit there and he's... say, okay, we got to figure out how to get these X-Men in here where it's a cool right. way. Well, and I think it's it's no different than what uh, <clears throat> John Favreau has to do with Star Wars and Gareth Edwards, who they're like, we need to do enough fan service to make them happy. We need to we need to divide it up. There's got to be like fan service for the existing fans, something to bring in new fans, and then we got to make sure that the money people are happy. Like all that has to somehow mix. Yeah. Y- yes. I just. And we're not just talking about the like the box office take. Oh, like, what are you talking like, about? Oh, well, and you know this that. I mean, for the billions of or theme parks and all that shit, is that what you're talking about? For the millions, if you're lucky, billions of dollars that can come in uh, from just the film, there are guaranteed billions of dollars in merchandising. Toys, so if, clothes. If, oh, toys, clothes. Video games. You know, yeah. video, right down to like sippy cups. I mean, yeah. that you put yep. a baby version of a character on. I don't think they're going to make a sippy cup of John Walker. And yeah. so that that's part of the that's part of the strategy of like we'll make action figures of him, but I mean he's not going to be loved enough that they're going to get the billions. No, of course not. Just on him. So I, it, it's all that strategy that I think also plays into how are we going to tell this story. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, and, I yes, I know. We 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 don't know. We're not going to solve it tonight. I just thought the the going back to the originally why we talked about this. I just thought that was a very creative way to, in a sense, throw in all the X Men movies that that Fox has done. Yeah, as it's almost a separate timeline that mm-hmm. Mora had for her for her. I guess for her mutant kind. I think and, you could work uh, it into what's happening with Loki. Yeah, because do you think we're gonna see Kang the Conqueror there? Uh, there? There's a lot of talk about that. Like Kang's gonna be the next big bad, right? Because they're like, gonna talk about him at least there. Like we I have so. that used to work here, but he went. I th- yeah, he's. It's very possible he's the next big bad because they're getting into a lot of time travel. They're gonna be getting into a lot of multi-dimensional kind of stuff, and Kang fits into both of those. Do you know who they got for him? He's already been did, cast. Did he? Did they cast yeah. King Conqueror? Yeah. yeah, it's no. they cast him for Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I'm gonna look it up right now, though. Yeah, look it up. You'll be shocked, and at the same time, you'll be like, "Okay, yeah, I can see so that guy." Is it Ant Man and the Wasp? Quantum Mania not... or something like that. Uh, wasp. It's not coming up yet. Put up Kane the Conqueror actor. Oh, there we go. Oh, they've got a picture of John Walker for it. That's weird. That is weird. 
Oh, it's just a related title. Okay, but Kang the Conqueror. Jonathan Majors. You know who he is? Oh yeah, from uh um Lovecraft Country. Yeah, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah. he was he was good. Yeah, so he's gonna be Kang the Conqueror. Okay. I could see that they're oh, they're in the middle of filming. That's good. Yeah. So well, yeah. So I mean, with that, I mean with Kang coming in, gosh, there's a lot of different things that they could bring in. Yeah. I think, I mean, just literally throw it all in such a blender, like and see through, what falls out. Well, through through one of these events. I don't know if it would be through a TV show because it's too big of a change. I could see I it happening in in this in Quantum Mania because it, it's going to fit. Like something happens, and then all those all those Fox properties, all those you know, they just all of a sudden appear. Poof! They're they're there. They're there. And the entire human consciousness of the 616 thinks that they've always been there. Oh, okay. That's a way. Like or fan- it could almost fit into the whole mutant agenda. I can just see this scene where all of a sudden there is this NATO or there's this World Council meeting. And in walks Xavier with Magneto and uh, Jean Grey or Apocalypse yeah. behind him and says, Hi, guys. <clears throat> um, we just wanted to alert you guys that we're here now. And yeah. this is what's going to happen and like it yeah like like we're here i mean they're they're alluding to the the fact that there are they're creating like with with uh wandavision they created at least one more superhero with uh monica rambo yes and this i thought somebody i thought it was a real preview of captain marvel 2 that had her featured prominently and it was not it was a fan-made Oh, okay. Thing. Okay. But so now we've got superheroes being made kind of through different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then, oh, uh, with the Flag Smashers, mm-hmm. you've got now more super soldiers running around, but you still have, uh, was it, he's, uh, oh, shoot, I can't remember his name. Uh, the Captain America experiment, the super soldier experiment on African Americans. Oh, um, oh and, Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. Um, so you've got you've got him, but he's got a bunch of kids and grandkids. And yeah. that's so that's been passed down. So there's more enhanced humans. So they're starting to introduce like, oh yeah, there's a there are superpowered beings. A good point. That's living good point. they're just living amongst us. Yeah. That either they're trying to hide it or something or they can just be made kind of through that cosmic energy blip or whatever they can do. So I could see them. Or you could almost see that when Wanda did that at that one town, she made mutants. Yeah. Something like that. Those people are never going to be the same and they're having kids and, you know, things like that. Something that happens in either multiverse of madness or yes, or yes. quantum mania or something where like a big blast goes over the entire planet. Yep. And everybody that had an X gene, they just weren't active. Well, guess Correct. what? Now, now they're, they're active. active. And now, now we got we, a bunch now of, now we've got a bunch them. of mutants. How do we, how do we do that? Yeah. It's, it's going to be rough when you have characters like Wolverine who, you know, per the Marvel, uh, has always been there, ha- has been around since the like, or, or late 1800s. Right. You know, how do you explain that? Him. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, I just, I feel that they're okay. When Fox was being bought out, it was 2019. Like, look, Feige had to have, maybe Feige had nothing to do with it, but somebody had to sit down with Marvel Marvel and say, all right, we kind of put the X-Men on the back burner. Right. um, Because of, you know, they were 20th century Fox property at that time. Right. Like the, and now we got them. Now we're going to get them back. It's not official yet, but we're going to get them back. Yeah. How and, do you do it? And so I need you guys to reboot the X-Men and they give it to Jonathan Hickman, who he's a great storyteller. <clears throat> you have to be able to follow him though. Cause right. He, like his stories, his stories make sense when you finally watch the end. But if you miss one issue, that could be, that could be hard. I I think uh, from a business perspective, I think there was a split though between the MCU and Marvel Comics. Like, was there? Okay. Yeah, from from a very much a, a business end of things, where for a long time Feige had to answer to the people oh, at, yes, Mar- at Marvel right. Comics. Yeah, some at, guy that was like a jerk. Yeah, like Feige would have to go in and say, "Hey, here's what we're gonna do with the movie." And the guy would be like, mm, no, or he would say, that's not in line with what we're doing in the comics right now. Right. So yeah. you need to change up your movie so that, so that the movies would drive the sale of the comics. That was part of the, I yes. think, initial, yes. um, initial I remember hearing strategy. about it. And then when, and then when Faye was stupidly successful with everything yeah. he did, uh, and through the, the buy, uh, the purchase from Disney, Disney said, yeah, Faye, you you do you and yeah. go do your thing, and the comic people will do their thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I knew there was a guy, and I want to say his name was like Mustafa something like like Mu- well, something like that. He was always yeah. in the in the back in back of uh Feige's ear. And I think right. when when Disney bought it, <clears throat> they were like he, Feige was like, You gotta get you gotta like get rid of this guy. Not just get rid of him, but you, you need to let Feige off the chain. And yeah. Let him yeah. do what he, because it, I mean, they are, they're different medias. I mean, they work very differently. There's a different, uh, and now it's created like a separate cultural consciousness. Yeah. You, you're right. You can be a gigantic fan of the MCU yeah. and never read a Marvel comic. Yeah. You're right. You know, what's funny about that? Um, it has become a, uh, it has become a cultural thing without ever touching a comic book. It's that, Especially now with Disney Plus expanding this, right? Mm-hmm. I was talking to a kid uh, yesterday at a party, and I was really like digging into like culture, like what does he follow, like what's yeah. interesting. Um, he told me he he watches a ton of anime. Yep. And I asked him, okay, that's cool. Like, um, but then I asked him, like, are people in your high school? Is it? Are people walking around with Captain America shirts? Are people walking around with, like, do you guys talk about the Disney Plus releases? Because I really want to know, is it the 40-somethings like us that are watching this? Or is it, like, the young people that are into this as much as we are? Right. And he told me, yeah, there's a ton of people. He goes, actually, Star Wars is really big, too. He goes, a lot of of my friends really like Star Wars. He goes, "Uh, Marvel's big. Um, He goes, that all that stuff's really big. And um, so I was really interested in that. But you know what he told me that I thought what I found was most interesting is the lingo they use to describe stuff now. Okay. 
because right. I asked him. So I was like, I said, really? No shit. He's like, yeah, no cap. I went, what? <laughs> yeah. I went, what? And he goes, no cap. I'm like, whoa, stop, stop. What is no cap? What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that means or no? Uh, I believe I do. It's like, no, it's, well, go ahead. You no, it's, say it. it's, I'm not lying. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are lying, then you're capping. Yeah. Like, what the, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get some of the new. We didn't get it either. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're at that age now. Like oh, I looked totally at his are. mom and his dad yes. and I said, oh my God, guys, we're at that age. We're at that yeah. age where, where like the kids are like, you guys are lame. I, when I taught high school, I was able to keep up. Yeah, and, I'm sure. But I'm, I'm five and a half years out of being in that environment. And yeah. so <laughs> there's been a couple of TikTok videos I've watched that are, it was like a translator. Like literally it was like cap means you lying no cap yeah. means i'm not lying or sus that's another yes, one sus suspect that, yeah, right yeah suspicious my, uh, my son would go and he's like yeah he's totally sus I'm like what and so he's like sus I'm like are you su-? and i had to I'm like what what yeah. what are you saying what yeah okay we should yeah. almost do maybe we'll plan that for uh for next week we'll we'll get a rundown of the current lingo and See well, if hey, we could translate. You, yeah, you've had. I think that's a great idea. I think you have someone that wants to jump on our podcast. She does. That would be yeah perfect episode. That, that's that might be it. Maybe it's time to introduce her to the podcast. Yeah, uh, we're talking about my sixteen-year-old daughter, um, yeah, who she actually wants. wants she had, we we've had this discussion. She, you know, everybody talks about career stuff with their kids, and she's recently she has fallen into just devouring novels that she's like i might want to be a writer i'm like that's a it's a great profession i think most writers would tell you find i mean find something that you, will make you money as yeah. you write yeah you know, it'll make you a living as you write and then when you be, hit it as a writer you can leave that job i mean that's you know it's funny you said that um we also were talking about that uh the, the couple that was at the, also at the party that we were we were talking about hey it's great to have these ideas and it's great yeah. to have these dreams and wanting to do that. <clears throat> and I'm from the mindset now where I'm, I would say to my daughter, great, you want to be a writer? What are you doing? Because you're not the only one that wants to do that in the world. Right. So what are you doing to get there? There's, I mean, we've had writers on, um, and I really, I, I was on vacation. The only time we could get on one of the writers that I tend to follow right now by the name of Jim Butcher. Yeah. And he's got a, uh, he did a podcast with James Marsters for Comic-Con, I think, last okay. year. They, but it was all virtual because they couldn't yes. obviously meet. And uh, his story about writing his first novel was he was in college studying writing. He was in a writing class. Mm-hmm. And like like his teacher, who was also a published novelist, his professor, was like, these are the things you need to do that will get you noticed by publishers and get your book written. And he fought against everything. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. no, that doesn't make sense to me. So he thought, I know better than my professor who had been published. He's like, there's no way any of that's going to work. So to prove her wrong, he's cause he was super talented and people knew that he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to follow every one of your rules to the T to show you, that that sucks. 
Right. So he goes back, writes this story, following all of her rules, hands it in. He's like, there, read that piece of shit. And like, she read it. She's like, this is a great story. This will get you published in no time. He's like, no, no, it won't because it sucks. Hands it in and it ends up being Stormfront, which is the first novel of the Dresden series. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. So he was wrong. He was totally wrong. Oh. <laughs> and that's what I, I know, like, is my daughter who wants to go in. She she wants to go into communications in general. She wants to, she wants a podcast. She wants to be able to work for a company that produces entertainment. And right. she wants to be possibly you know she'd be really good at? And maybe she missed the, the boat on this. Uh, like there is this uh, YouTube channel called Top Ten Nerd, mm, and okay. there is a cosplayer. I've tried to get her. I've tried to reach out to her to get her on the podcast because she'd just be a fun girl to talk to in terms of uh, just nerding out. You know, sure. she's a cosplayer. I forgot her actual name right now. I have it down, written down. But anyway, she gets up and she goes through the top ten on YouTube the entire time. Like she goes over like the top ten reasons. Spider-Man has better oh, villains sure. than somebody else, you know, and then she'll go through them. And it's a, it's a pretty, it's a very popular YouTube channel, but that's something where I could see her doing that, right? It was yeah. like, hi, I'm Kate. I'm here to talk to you about this. And she goes through it. Yep. Yep. But I don't know if by the time she starts really establishing herself in whatever direction she goes, if YouTube's even going to be a thing anymore. Right. And that's and that's what I'm trying to talk to her about. I'm like the communication field. I mean, you can do some really cool things in it. And and she wants to be almost like a personality. Like she's like, I think it'd be cool to be on a radio show, to be like a, a radio. That was my dream. And I was like, sure. Yeah. You just, you know. And mine too. I mean, and we've talked about this before on our podcast. Yeah. If we would have lined that up earlier, like when we yes. were in college, we would probably have a morning show right now. We probably would. Yeah. And it would be one of those things. Johnny and the Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you got to be aware what that's like. I mean, what's radio like now when everybody's streaming everything? Yeah. You know, what? what's it like to be like a DJ or, or like a morning show host? I mean, how do you... How do you that's make my, all that work? And that's and that's I'm, that's what I mean. Like you gotta, what's your plan? Like, yeah. are you gonna get an internship? Are you gonna serve people coffee and see if this is something you actually truly want to do? Well, and I don't. I told her to go study the career of Ryan Seacrest because he started out as a radio guy, radio personality. Yep, and he's made this entire empire like, empire out of like just being him. Yes. I said, but you got to realize that that guy works like nonstop. Yep. (laughs) He's, he's definitely, uh, putting in the time, uh, to do all the things that he does. Um, I said, and you got to decide, is that, is that what you want? I mean, cause that's the guy at the top of the game. If that's what you want to do to have those results, go ahead. But yeah, I I will never forget one guy told me, cause I said to him, because he he was like, what do you want to do for a living? And this was back in college. And I said, I want to be an actor. He goes, that's awesome. How bad do you want to suffer? Yeah. And I said, what? And he goes, how bad do you want to suffer? Cause Greg, I'll be the first to admit. I thought, I thought honest to God, until I hit college, I honestly thought I was the only one in any in any circle I ever walked into that wanted to do this. <laughs> like I thought I was gonna walk to Hollywood, like I was gonna graduate high school, graduate college, because I made the promise to my mom about college. That's the only uh-huh. reason I really went to college. Go to high school, uh, walk into Hollywood and go, okay, cool, I'm here. 
awesome, Johnny. We've been waiting for you. We yeah. have all this shit lined up for you. You know, that's, you know, in the beginning, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. That was right. my mindset. And I think a lot of people think that too. Like, yeah. you're not the only one. Yes, mom thinks you're talented. Yes, your right. friends laugh at your jokes. But you're not the only one that wants this. And the guy that's going to get it is the guy that's willing to do something you're not willing to do. Right. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And especially when you're a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, Kate, you want to do this? Set up a podcast now. Do it now. Do it now. Uh, you'll get all of the, what do you call it? Um, you'll get all the the stuff that you and I have tripped over, the stuff that we're still learning as we're talking yeah. right now. Yeah. You'll get all of that out of the way. So the first time a microphone's in, in your face, it's not, not, it's nothing new to you. Right. There's you a know? part of, but there's, I mean, there's still a part of me as a dad that I'm like, I don't want you to do that. Just from like the protective, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those, like, do you really want to put yourself out there that much right now? Well, I mean, I guess it would be like, I don't know why it popped in my head, but the first thing she could do is she could just hope like, I read this novel. This is my review on it. Yes. And, yeah. And, and we're, and, and that's fine. Right. And that's something we can, we can get into. Yeah. I mean, it's I, like, a I think book that's club uh, she could do, or she could yeah. sit there and explain why, Hey, I just read this Marvel comics. Um, I didn't like it cause of this, or I loved it because of this or whatever right. she could do reviews, <clears throat> but that way she gets the, she understands editing. She understands, mm -hmm. you know, recording and, microphone and, and all the things that right. you helped me out with this that I still don't know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you, you brought that up. I just had another friend of mine. Um, we'll probably do a share cast at some point. Um, he wants to, for the longest time, he was he was doing like reviews of craft beer. He called himself the beer blogger. Okay. And uh, is my, my uh, friend from high school. And uh, he was just doing it by like setting up his laptop, you know, doing this and then releasing it on, I think, a social media page. Yeah. But he, he texts me on Friday, I think. And he's like, hey, I'm going to launch. I want to launch a podcast. He's a listener of our podcast. I'm like, dude, really? Thanks for listening. Um, says he enjoys our show, but wanted to know, like, what are some of the pitfalls or what's what do you, how do you get going? And I was like, oh, gosh, I still feel like we're. Yeah, me too. We're still getting going. I mean. Yeah. But I, I don't, I'm like, well, here's kind of what we discovered. I mean, we didn't even get decent microphones until probably like three <laughs> or four months in. I'm like, we get, we gotta, we got off the game. We gotta do that. Um, things of that nature help, you know, saying, you know, find the hosting service, find the, you know, set yourself up on, you know, some promotional sites, get a link tree. Yeah. But he wants to do, and he said, he's kind of looked around and there's not a lot of podcasts out there doing like focusing on just Wisconsin based sports okay like like so is he talking about high school or is he talking about i think he's talking about everything like i mean we have a couple semi-pro teams for different sports you know we got a couple different baseball teams i think there's we a got hockey the, team uh, there's, who's the uh the armored combat people there is the armored combat people the yes iron the, stags, just the, the iron stags right? the milwaukee iron stags absolutely so he might be doing everything from like talking about the packers during Packers. i mean to where's where's Wisconsin's curling team you know something yeah. like that so um I don't know I'm looking forward to hear what he's got uh, loaded I mean 
he could always talk about like even just going down to high school sports and talking about mm-hmm. who are the top prospects. I found out a guy in my church small group, uh, he he graduated from a school that was it wasn't my very first job, but it was my job six months out of college. So I taught at a school for six months uh-huh. and then I went to another school. He graduated that year that I taught at the at this other high school and was signed by the Badgers. He played all four years. So he played two years for Alvarez and two years for Bielema. Wow. And I was like, oh, I would like to talk about that more. Um, yeah. He was there with Joe Thomas. They played wow. Joe Thomas. So I'm like, that's that's cool. That's very and and, and now he's I, b- I believe uh, an assessor for an insurance company. But um, but so I, I talk about the to... glory days of being a yeah. badger. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm like, that's cool, man. I mean, what was that like? He said he played strong safety. So oh, sweet, very cool. Yeah, yeah, interesting. You could name. We could ask him who's the hardest guy he had to tackle. Yeah, I don't know if that was like during Eddie George years or you know I don't know. But we could, yeah, definitely. yeah. I, I would definitely love to talk to him. So we got some work to do. We got to get a chef on here. I, I mean, do want to talk to a chef. Yeah, I do. like any. I would. That'd be cool. I, yeah. I maybe uh, maybe I'll take a shot, take a swing, see if we can get Aaron Franklin on. Just <sighs> swing, see what happens. Hey, that and by the way, swinging, that's that's something I would give anybody that wants to do a podcast, don't be afraid to swing. I wrote out to Matthew Riley, I never thought he would remotely return my email and yeah. he did. And for those of you who don't know who Matthew Riley is, it's a great podcast actually. Get uh look up on look up look at our our past podcast. He was a great guest. Mm-hmm. He's um he's actually doing uh I want to talk to him again. I want to reach out to him, but he's going to be super busy for the next two years because I think he's directing a movie. Oh with, wow! Yeah, with that he wrote um, in Australia with Hemsworth. Hemsworth's wife, I believe oh. her name is like. It's not Ursula, but it's it's very close to that. Her name is very close to that. It's like Elsa. Oh, it's Elsa. 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 I think it's Elsa. I forgot her last name. Pol- Polacki or something like that. Hemsworth. Yeah, him, no, it's not. <laughs> but he's doing a movie with her and with another famous <clears throat> actor. Um, did you action movie? So speaking of Chris Hemsworth, did you watch that video clip I sent you of the yes. women from it doesn't Busters? it doesn't doesn't surprise me. That is hilarious. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Bawling over him. Did you yes. watch that yet? Did you watch that Ghostbusters movie? Um, you know what? It's on my queue. I'm I watch got, it. Make sure you watch if you can. Um. I don't know what version they got, like the director's cut. Okay. Do you know what I watched today? And I thought it was excellent. I think you told me it was good. Um, Guns Akimbo. Oh, Guns Akimbo. Yeah, with uh, uh, yes. Harry Potter. Um, very, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Very, Radcliffe. he did a very cool job. It's a, it's a ridiculous concept, right. but it, it worked. And um, I loved, I thought he was going to run around the entire time in those like, uh, with the guns attached to his hands? No, no, no. I thought he was going to run around his the entire time in like his bathrobe and his oh. underwear <laughs> and those big paws that he used yeah. for slippers. I thought he was going to do that the entire time because I thought, okay, like how is he going to put on pants? There's no way this guy can do it. Right. So, um, but I thought that was very good. I the entire time I watched it though, Greg, because you and I had a different discussion about who would play Wolverine in the MCU. Uh-huh. I cannot see this kid. I know you brought him up, but. I cannot see this guy. 
doing that. I actually can see him playing more Peter Parker. <laughs> Did you? Than... Okay. Did you watch Horns? No, I got to watch that too. Yeah, that's another one. He, it's a darker take for okay. him, but I I'll think. Uh, I don't. The I other think... one I want to watch is him and a friend get stranded in a in the Amazon rainforest, something like that. Yeah, some movie like that. I get, and I and I don't know if it's a good movie. I just want to, and I and I know it's not a goofy movie. I know it's a it's a very serious movie. It's based on true events. So I want to see him act that way. Oh, right. Okay. I want I so I'm basically watching this movie to see how he can act. Sure. You know, um, the other movie I watched today, which I thought was good. I'm about five minutes out from finishing it, but I don't see why anybody had a problem with Dark Phoenix. Uh, I didn't see the end though. So okay. maybe the end screws it up. No, um, it I, doesn't. I I watched it um not long ago, <laughs> like within the last month. And I okay. went in with absolutely zero expectations. Me too. Me too. And yeah, I I don't know. I again I don't know how you do the scale of Dark Phoenix in a film that doesn't offer like the Shi'ar Empire at all. You know what I mean? Like from yes. the comics. Like, yes, no, I know what you mean. I think that's your next event if you're looking for a huge event in Marvel. Well, yeah, I start. I mean, they, hopefully they touch on it with the new Guardians of the Galaxy because they haven't really yet. But well, they've they've established the Kree, they established the Skrulls. Yeah. Now you do the Shi'ar Empire, and then you'd be like, oh, there's a giant fucking intergalactic war happening. Most people on Earth are totally oblivious to it. And then you bring in Secret not Secret Wars. Uh, yeah, Secret Wars, where they all get transported to a different another, planet. Yeah, and it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I, I didn't see a problem with it. I, I watched it. I was thinking, all right, I, I don't get it because I agree with you. Like, if you're going to tell the story of the of the Phoenix saga, and that's the mm -hmm. key word, saga, all right, and you're going to try and contain it in two hours, you have to cut out a lot of stuff that happened in there. Right. And this is just what happens. And I the, thought they did actually, I thought they actually did a better job than the X-Men <clears throat> three United we stand. It, yes, they did a much better job because the Phoenix itself in, in the latest one is the cosmic force, yeah. the Phoenix force that chose Jean gray. It's not like some hidden secret personality that she has. Right. It is, it is this giant force of nature that yeah. was drawn into her. Um, so that right there, I think they got it right. But I think you're right. Like to, to do Dark Phoenix justice as a saga, it's, it's gotta be a saga. It's gotta it, be like, yeah. It's gotta be like a, a two, three movie event. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. But yeah. So anyway, we went off on a tangent there, but I mean, those are the three movies I saw or the two movies I saw this like today because uh my girls had to go to a shower event and so nice. i had to yeah it was it was actually awesome i was by myself <laughs> all day long yeah it was fantastic. Me, and, me and the dog were just hanging out the whole time he probably got more cuddles and more love than he's had in probably two years <laughs> um so he was uh he was a happy camper i was a happy camper so it was good yeah all right man i think we'll uh yeah, we got an hour there. 30 just with the two of us. That's pretty good. Yeah, we actually do that. I didn't think we'd talk about steaks, but we did. Oh, it's so good. I bet. It's <laughs> so, 
Like I literally took the first bite and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh I my mean, god! Chris, this is what an orgasm in your mouth feels yeah, like. Yeah, it, it was totally that. Crystal looked at me like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I don't think so." Just give me a minute. Just give me yeah, a minute. It was. You guys aren't here right now. I mean, yeah. For it. Nope. I was blocking out the rest of the world. It was that good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's awesome when you get. Um, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. I don't think I've ever had. I've had very, very good steaks, but now I want to try the steak you had. But um, it was it was it kind of made me think of that when we were talking about Gorman Ramsey on the last show, yeah. and uh, you had said one of the things he talks about, like he goes up, he's like to to like new recruits or people on the show, he's like, think of the best entree yes. you have ever had, and I've had better. Yeah, and you're on, like, on a on a Tuesday. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, yeah. So now think about that. That's the best meal you've ever had, right? Hands down. Uh, yeah. I mean, in recent memory, I can't think of anything that I would put above that. Now, it's like different categories, though. There are some of the. So, I mean, the Salt Lake is is near and dear to my like heart. Like that's the so. best steak you've ever had in your life. It is the best. It's steak. not the best burger. Yes. You know, no, it's not right. the best uh, chicken sandwich. It's not the best pizza. It's not the best, you know, Chinese food. Right. You know, um, I have I there was a place in Georgia that had the best Chinese food. Ursula and I still talk about it. Really? Yeah. And then there is, I think, the best. Uh, the best street tacos. There's a place here. Best street tacos. I got to oh, take really? you. Yeah, I got to take you to a brewery. Um if you're into street tacos, I'll take you there too. It's really good. There's a cool. place in Austin that we love called uh, Taco Deli. So that's that's yeah. the place to be right this now. This is Invicto. So shout out if you guys want to throw us tacos for giant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got a. Uh, remember that bar I took you to? The yeah. Yeah. They they are now carrying the mead from the guy that wants to get on the show. The colony picture because I saw that on Instagram today. He's like, "Cool, where'd you find it?" Yeah. Oh, did he yeah. best? It? I haven't even checked today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta write him back then. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they're getting, get yeah, colony, colony, or colony, colony mead, but I think it's also colony nectar is his like honey company because he harvests, uh, he's a beekeeper. So he's harvesting honey own. in my coffee now. Yeah. I used to put honey in my tea all, all the time. That makes sense. <laughs> Excuse me. I tried, uh, um, I tried honey and coffee for the first time, and it's good. I, I didn't think I would like it, but I thought, I don't, oh, you know, what I heard there's this YouTube channel I follow where this guy is big into. I think I sent you it with the Steven Seagal. He was interviewing the stuntman mm-hmm. about what really yeah. happened between Steven Seagal and this certain guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's big in the '80s slash 90s action movies of that decade and so he does all these movies and all these breakdowns and one of them was how did sylvester stallone get that ripped ripped for some movie oh rambo three oh was it i was like demolition man he yeah was he had rambo three and they mentioned that during takes right he would do like uh, like pump out sessions and stuff like that between takes and then during, like, when he would eat, he'd only have huge, I guess, like, 
pancake size oatmeal cookies and coffee with honey. And I thought, how is that like helping you pump out? Like, I don't understand. Like when that, like, I don't know, sugars, (laughs) and I, but I thought honey and black coffee. I wonder if that tastes good. Hmm. And I do start doing research on it. Like, is that natural? Do people do this? And I guess, yeah, a lot of people do it. I was, well, it's a, it's, Better than if white sugar. <laughs> yes, way better than coffee. sugar. It's actually a hundred percent better than sugar. So for you, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, we'll close this up. So, Greg, any last words? Uh, stop hating on John Walker so much. Just gonna say, no, you know I'm cool if you hate John Walker. Don't hate Wyatt Russell. No, don't hate Wyatt Russell at all. Don't yeah. stop hating on Wyatt. He's he's an actor who's been paid for a role he's doing, and he and he's being very successful in yes. that role. If You're you not hate him that much. To, yeah, he's doing great job. Yeah. He is killing it. Yes. So, and for all of you people out there that were mad, wait, for all you people that were mad about the Dark Phoenix, I don't get it. So, all right, um, for uh, the Greg, this is Johnny. Podcast out. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Take care. And, and ladies, had them in there too.